Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fully Expressed Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Marhefka, and I am excited to bring you the following conversations with some of the most interesting people I have ever met. When I set out to start recording the Fully Expressed Podcast, my intention was not to be the biggest, the most listened to, the most profitable podcast, but my intention was to be the most vulnerable podcast. And so as I interview our guests, my desire is to bring up stories and share experiences that they haven't shared before or they don't share regularly, to let us into their world even deeper so that we may learn and grow from their stories. And so far, we've certainly done that. Please check out all the episodes we've recorded on Spotify, iTunes, and all the other platforms. And if you love this show, please leave us a review, let me know, and also share this with a friend who you think might enjoy it. Lastly, if you want to support this show, please go over to trainingcampforthesoul.com. Training Camp for the Soul is my company where we do emotional healing, inner child work, and we teach people how to truly transform their lives. This show is completely funded by Training Camp for the Soul, so if you want to support me in the show, please go check out everything we have to offer over there. If you want to see the show notes and anything more about this podcast, go to chrismarhefka.com slash fully expressed. And then lastly, go over and follow me on the Instagram at chrismarhefka, where I share my own personal stories vulnerably, openly, and honestly. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fully Expressed Podcast. I'm here with my friend, Coach Margo, and I'm really excited because the first question I asked was, what do you want to dive into today? And I love the answer. So thank you for being on the show today. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're absolutely welcome. So people are already wondering, what was the first question? What did you say? Mm-hmm. I actually met you in person, but then I also came across some of your content. And I absolutely love the first thing that I saw around archetypes and specifically around king and queen energy. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to kick it off with that. I mean, what is that? What do you work with in that? Let's go. 100%. So I love that we're just diving. We're diving yeah, deep yeah. and we're going right now. <laughs> we don't care about the weather outside. Nope. We don't care about the temperature in the room. Nope. We're going in. So king and queen energy, to me, that is, it's less about gender and more so about energy. So whatever you feel like you more dominantly are, whether that's masculine or feminine energy and how you operate on your day-to-day basis. So king energy and identity is masculine fully expressed. So when you think about rating your different areas of your life on a scale of one to 10, 10 being fully expressed, alive, on fire, exactly where you want it to be. 10 being you are turned on by your life. And instead of things being all right, or pretty good, or better than they were last year, it's I cannot wait to tell you about this area of my life. I have been feeling so alive and amazed, inspired by what I'm creating in this part of my life versus how's it going? It's going good. 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 You know, fine. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. I'm fine. And so 
embodying that and stepping into that is the same thing for queens and in their feminine energy and just being fully expressed. And that can look like a lot of different things for people. But I'm super inspired in bringing in that specific kind of title and label to the energy. The work that I do is still the same. It's bringing people more and more home to who they really are every single day, which is a limitless, powerful being. And that is where we get to create anything that we desire and have the relationships that are a reflection of who we are and have money be an extension of our being and that that gets to come easy for us and all areas of our life. So that is one way of describing it and diving into it. I love that you even have that measure. That was really resonating as you were saying it, that zero to 10, hell yes, aliveness. Yeah, that clicked immediately. And I find that in energetics, sometimes it's really hard to name it or label it or measure it. But that was really, really helpful. What are some of the things like so for King Energy? What would be some of those zero to 10 purpose, relationship, Mm. health? Yeah. So for men, for kings, it's incredibly important if you choose to live a life like this. Obviously, there's no one way of doing things, but having a clear direction and purpose in your life. So when you're in an intimate relationship, if there's any confusion in that, and obviously it's an ever-growing and evolving and changing thing, and that is one of the beautiful things about it. And in being in an intimate relationship with a king, if he doesn't have a clear idea of why he's here and who he is and embodies that on a day-to-day basis, then naturally the feminine, the woman, will unconsciously oftentimes operate more out of her masculine in that environment and in that relationship. And she's unable to fully surrender and relax into her feminine. And it's this beautiful dance in between. We're not one way or the other, but for kings, it's one element of that is purpose, direction, clarity on, can we do cuss on here? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Is just knowing who the fuck they are. And also being able to, another element is diving into your shadows and diving into not just the amazing things that make you who you are, but also the things that some people call your demons or the way you were raised or things that you've maybe put to the back burner, put to the side or haven't wanted to look at or wanted to own and being able to find light in that and dive into that. And I know there's shallow ways of doing the work and not shallow with a negative connotation, but shallow as in you've got two feet in and That can come in the form of books and listening to podcasts and having conversations. And that can open up so much for people. And I love asking the question around like, what have you done to understand the depths of who you are in all aspects of that? Who are you at your core? Behind closed doors, when you walk into a room of people and you don't know anybody there, what does your energy introduce about you without you even saying anything? Because the work that we do internally doesn't have to be talk therapy, sitting in a chair. It doesn't have to be like that, but it's the work that we do internally exudes outside of us. And I think sometimes people can think, well, how do you measure personal development work? 
and how do you measure mindset work? And it's an intangible process at first. And then it's the trust in knowing that your external environment will then mirror and reflect that mm-hmm. once you dive deep. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like there's measurements that you can place to like certain metrics of it, but like mm-hmm. the totality of the being just feels different. Mm-hmm. They're just exuding and it feels inarguable. Mm-hmm. Like when someone really, really transforms who they are, but of course still not measurable. What about for the queen? Hmm. So a lot of the similarities with diving into the depths of who they are. And oftentimes, I don't want to generalize, so I'll only speak from my experience and my clients and the people that I've communicated with. But there is sometimes this need to be overly independent and overly masculine to support ourselves. And if you come from a background where your dad wasn't as present as you truly desired him to be, then that can manifest and later over the years come in a lot of different forms of I need to figure this out all on my own. I need to be supporting myself in all the ways. I need to just take this path and do everything I can to put it all on my plate and do it all. And that is so powerful and such a beautiful learning process. And for my queens, it's like, can you let go of the need to feel like you're in control or be in control of all of these aspects of your life? And can you create a space within yourself first to feel safe, knowing that you don't have to only depend on yourself? Like you can allow, if you choose, somebody to come into your life and support you in one way. You can have friendships that support you in another and you can create this beautiful dance and give and receive flow with the people in your life if you drop the shield and you drop the iron gates around your heart. Because a lot of people think of that first, that independence, that taking care of self-control, being able to hold everything in your life. they see that and it's almost like that was the story sold to us of like strength Mm -hmm. like a strong woman or strong man and i actually think that there's even a deeper level of strength and that's surrendering that to another knowing that you could do it but you're choosing to do it in union right yeah and like that is so much stronger that takes an inner strength it does yeah it does i used to think that I had past experiences where I had felt like I wasn't in control of what had happened to me at a very young age. And in that moment, I was a victim of an experience. And so after that, I chose to be a survivor and I learned from it and I've been able to grow and heal and learn and continue to heal and unravel that. And so after those experiences... I felt like I needed to always be in control of my experience and myself and things around me because I thought that that equated to me being safe. And I danced in that and lived in that for a while. And it continued to just make me feel more rigid and cold and closed off, especially if somebody said that I came across that way. I'm like, who do you think you are? (laughs) You don't know me. 
And I thought, to me, it felt like me feeling powerful. And really, it was me feeling afraid and second guessing everything. Feeling afraid that something external will show up. That if I put my guard down, that I would lose control and that I would be unsafe and something bad could happen. And I didn't even realize for years that I was living that way until I met my partner now. And through that dance of really allowing my guard to melt and being with somebody that is so pure and amazing and has done the work himself, is a king himself, it's allowed me to see those things for what they are. And what you had said and why I had mentioned that is letting somebody in and surrendering, you are in full control of that. You are so powerful by allowing somebody else to, how do I want to word this? You aren't giving power away by surrendering to a relationship or a situation. You're actually more powerful by allowing yourself to go there. Is it better to live a life guarded off, thinking that you're protecting yourself from getting hurt? Or is it better to live a life where you're open to more love coming in and more of your love being received? Whether that person stays in your life, whether something happens or not, like you're, this is like I'm telling my younger self this, it's like you're always safe. There was a lot of different things there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I find that for myself, for a lot of my clients, it was like no one has actually experienced that deep, deep depth of safety in their childhood, growing up, developing in past relationships in the world. And it just takes just this one like deep experience. And maybe it was for you and your partner. Maybe for me, it was with a facilitator that I just felt so safe and I was like what is this Mm. and it allowed me to touch parts of myself that I hadn't before but it almost felt it was the first time I had the option to because the energy wasn't put on the armor and the walls and I was like oh oh it's not there and so like what is this Mm. I was like it dropped and there was this whole new landscape behind it I was like oh wow I haven't even seen this before. Right. Because I've just lived the whole life with the walls up. So powerful. Yeah. And it's like, you don't really know until you have the experience that supports you in opening it up. And then it creates this contrast where I was able to look back on my life and I realized, oh my God, this whole time I didn't feel safe. Nine years That's what I was doing. And I know that I am not unique in my stories and experiences. And I don't know a single woman that hasn't experienced sexual trauma. So it is goes deep. And for the queens listening, it's not a one, two, three, like you flip a switch process. And it gets to be a soft and gentle opening and awakening and transformation. And that's why this work for the Kings as well is so important because in diving into who you are, the depths of who you are, the depths of your soul, alchemizing parts of your past to be the reason why you can create anything you desire. That is a part of my mission by doing the work for yourself and being selfish for you. 
support the world and the collective and being a safer place for women to feel safe around men. And it's not a pointing fingers or generalizing or saying all men, but it's this collective experience that we're having. And I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine and I was talking about just how things have been opening up for me. I've never felt more relaxed into my feminine than ever. And just really surrendering to things and trusting and allowing and the beauty in that. And he's just looking at me like smiling, right? And I'm like, you good? (laughs) And he's just like, wow, you are glowing from the inside out. And I'm like, I feel it. And he's like, and the way you're talking about your life and the way you're expressing yourself and moving in your body and your face and everything and the way you're looking up at the ceiling, he's like, it's literally like you're having this orgasmic experience with your life. And I just looked at him and I'm like, that's literally what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And he's like, I want to create a space for the woman that I'm with to feel that way. Mm. And I was like, I mean, was in itself just sharing my experience inspired him to be like, wow, how can I support her in feeling so much more safe to just be fully expressed in the full spectrum of who she is? Not just when you're feeling happy, energized (laughs) and like feeling yourself vibes, but also when you're going through it and all the other ends of that spectrum, confusion, lost, sadness, rage. How can you hold space for your queen in that full spectrum? Because that's when she relaxes. And it starts with you being able to hold yourself in that full spectrum. And can you love yourself when you're sad? Can you love yourself when you're enraged? Can you allow yourself to love how you process? Can you love how you feel? Can you love the way you show up even when you don't feel 100%? Can you support other people in doing that? And it all starts with you. Yeah. Yeah. I find that there's a lot of confusion out there, especially with men and how we were taught to think and externalize everything. And there's this belief that it's, oh, so if I communicate better, or if I learn these structures, or if I do these actions, I'll be that safe space, that safe container. But it's all internally. This is like how you started your first answer. is like, it's all internally. Mm. It exudes out from your center. And there's no amount of mental manipulation really Mm -hmm. that can overcome the energy that you're putting out. Yes. It it may work temporarily, right? Mm -hmm. but it will fade. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can't make somebody feel safe. (laughs) You can't. (laughs) You can't make someone feel safe. Yeah. You be. Right. And then the person will naturally relax. Mm -hmm. If you are authentic you will inspire the person that is in front of you to tap more into their source and their power. I like to... Uh, the phone agrees. Yes, the phone agrees. Thank you. <laughs> Spirit of the phone. Yes. We salute you. <laughs> yeah, I like to think of it as these like circles within circles, this layers of safety. And it always starts with the first layer is like self. And it's like this little circle. And if you can feel safe in that circle of self, then you can expand it and now you can have a bigger circle that can hold one other person. And then if 
they can feel safe and that you can feel safe and that then you can expand it to hold maybe a family or group and then a community. And then the more you expand it, the more you can hold and you can hold a whole community in safety. You can walk into a room of a thousand people and the energy just regulates Mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. But it all starts from that internal point out. And that takes so much work because it's the subtleties. Like you get down to it and it's how am I breathing? How fast am I moving? Am I making eye contact or am I darting around the room? Am I fidgeting? Mm -hmm. All of these protective behaviors that keep me from just being here. Yeah. And it's all because there's something happening inside of me that doesn't want to be here, doesn't want to feel the sensation that's Mm -hmm. coming up by doing these things. And so it just takes reps and practice and like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's coming up. Interesting. Can I be with that? Sit with that and accept that. Love that part of me. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you and like every other woman out there and honestly, a lot of other men out there that have experienced events where they've had to protect their safety. That part of you was doing its job. When you couldn't feel safe, it stepped in and said, okay, here's some walls up so that we can feel safe for a while. Yeah. And I always say, it's like, can I thank that part of myself that was like putting up walls because it didn't Mm. feel safe and kept me safe for so long. So I didn't have to feel that lack of safety again. Yeah. But now I get to Mm -hmm. let them down. Right. I get to choose to slowly peel away that armor because mm. that's how it feels like me. I, I wish it was just dropping the walls and it was open. But me, it feels like just, okay, one layer and then one layer right. of armor and one layer of armor. Yeah. A good friend, Tasha, mm-hmm. obviously, who you know, and I think she's been on the She on has. The yeah. Well. I, I love her so much. Yeah. She's great. We were having a conversation and a heart to heart and it was about healing and the process of it. And I was noticing that I was getting caught in this idea that I needed to quickly heal. Mm. (laughs) Then I needed to get to the other side (laughs) and that I needed to figure it out and so that I could heal. (laughs) And I'll share it because it was something for me that was coming up that I had shared with her and it was around sexual trauma that I had experienced when I was 12 years old and then multiple times after that. And I was frustrated that it was coming up again. And I'm like, oh, I did the work and I worked on this already. And I went there and I've hired the people and I've spent the hours. And I'm like, and there's this other layer that's coming up. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, literally, she goes, well, what if for the rest of your life, it comes up here and there? And she's like, what if you spend the rest of your life peeling back the layers whenever it's supposed to happen? She's like, or what if tomorrow it's completely done? Or what if it takes a week? Or what if it takes a year? Or what if it takes two years? Would you still do it? Would you still? Like, is that, what if there's nothing to do other than to feel? And that's it. And I just sat with that. And I was like, wow, I, that's it okay, can I honor myself and just allow myself to show up as I am and how I feel is how I feel 
And it's an opportunity to learn and to look at something. And sometimes it feels overwhelming that the work continues for life. And that's just like full, just transparency. And I always switch back to that place of how beautiful it is that I get to for myself first. And then with my clients and the people I come into contact with, it's like, it's all just, I'm coming back home to who I am by doing the work. Just more and more like, this isn't me. So, okay, what is this here to teach me? And being really gentle with that process. And I think I'd been applying my masculine can do like let's get this done mm-hmm. mentality yeah. to my healing and that was a beautiful conversation we had that really really made an impact on my heart and I was like oh yeah it isn't about how quickly I can get to the other side of this and all the work that I do for myself and anybody in the coaching space is like and then you get to show other people how to do the same thing so it's this beautiful in sync with me and then externally with somebody else. Now I understand this deeper. Now I can be a better coach. Now I can be a better supporter. Now I can hold space even more than I have before. So it is beautiful. Yeah. 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 And don't you love that your role is just be the best version (laughs) of yourself you can be. And then it emanates from there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I've certainly gone through those dark periods of i thought i was past this isn't mm-hmm. this done it's overwhelming like fuck yeah and just i love how you brought it back to gentleness because that's been actually my word for myself for this season of my life is, is gentleness because i think so many of us are taught to live in that masculine go go like achieve and like healing feels more like nature nature moves at the pace it's going to move and no matter how much we try to force it how much you try to force a flower to grow it's going to grow when it wants it to grow (laughs) (laughs) yeah give it what it needs it will grow (laughs) (laughs) that's a perfect example yeah and it's also i love imagining and i do this work with my clients and i learned it from a friend of mine reparenting and when you're in those moments when you're like ah just really going through it whatever it may be you think that you need to get to some imaginary finish line is imagining a version of you between the ages of one and seven just sitting like right next to you and how would you talk to him or her in this moment when she was learning or he was learning how to walk you have a child or you want to have a child or you don't and you were to see a child and they're learning how to walk and they fall over are you going to communicate to them the way you communicate to yourself in this moment (laughs) no (laughs) and so it's the same thing and it's a really powerful process i was hosting a retreat end of september i love this conversation by the way it's so awesome (laughs) I was hosting a retreat end of September for a handful of entrepreneurs that were leaving their jobs and stepping into entrepreneurship full time and just helping them 
built the mental capacity, emotional capacity, physical capacity for really what it takes to create your own blueprint and being able to withstand feedback and just all the whole process of it because it's also life. And one of my students was just being really hard on herself for creating inconsistent results throughout the year and going through an exercise that really identifies not what you think consciously is going on, but the root of what's going on. It's like a really simple yet powerful exercise. She kept going back and forth between the same answers and then getting frustrated. And I sat there and I was looking at everything that had been written down. And I looked at her and I was like, dude, you did it. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you did it. You created consistency. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you created consistent inconsistency. Uh-huh. You were focused on consistency and you created it. Just yeah. to, all these different things yep. that you didn't necessarily want. And I was like, now we just get more specific. Yes. And she just sat there and she was like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, good job. Like, yeah. yes. Wow. And she's looking at me like, uh, and I could see she was still damn, I spent all this time Uh having that initial reaction. Like, oh, I just needed to get more specific with what I wanted. And I could tell internally she was still kind of struggling with it. And I had all of them bring a picture of their younger selves to the retreat. And so I said, can you pull out the picture of little you right now? And she just was like confused as to why. And I was like, just, just pull it out. And she pulls up her phone and it's her with little pigtails And she's like having a hard time looking at it. And she's like looking at me and she's like wondering what's going to happen next. (laughs) And I'm like, just look at little you. And how would you talk to her and feel and treat her right now? Going through what you're going through, having the realization that you just had. And she was having a hard time looking at the picture because she realized how hard she was being on herself. And then she looked at her little self and just started crying. And I think it was a beautiful example of how often we can be a kind of person to ourselves that we would never want to be friends with yeah. <laughs> or treat anyone. And like, so the, I would never let you say to that, my best yeah. friend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's such a beautiful, simple exercise. I have a picture of little me in my purse. It's like a reminder. Yeah, I did that on my phone home screen when I was doing my inner child work. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's such a reminder. And I like to think of that as just breaking a pattern because like our life is just this series of patterns of how we think, how we speak, how we act, how we move. And that pattern of just beating yourself up is just an unconscious pattern. And the moment you break it with something like that, that picture, like that talk to yourself as if you were five, it takes you, you're not able to continue the pattern. And so in that moment, you have this beautiful opportunity, this opening where it can be different. And like that's, that's the start of healing right there. I always say my first piece is always slow down because had you not slowed her down in that moment, she would have kept looping the same thing. But like you started breaking the pattern with great job and that was just like that was like a what the fuck three heads (laughs) yeah yeah great work great work that's phenomenal and how often we get 
caught up in those patterns. And I think that is one of the reasons why I set so many rituals around my life to take myself out of whatever I'm caught up in. And so after every podcast, I'll have a routine to shake off that energy, get into the next one. If I have a morning routine or I do a 10 breaths before, it just takes me out of whatever I was so that I could be here in whatever's required right now. And I always say that for people, anytime you like have a transition in your day, just pause for two minutes, give it five, even better, but like just breathe in silence. Don't do anything. For a lot of people that might feel like an eternity, but what's happening is that whole flood of what's you've been carrying around just starts to flood into you. But in that moment, you get to start like shaking it off, releasing all that energy so that when you go now walk in from a stressful day at work and to see your family, you're not bringing all that with you. And we get to choose that, but it requires us to pattern interrupt after pattern interrupt and then choose to start reprogramming the way that we want to live and the way we want to be in this world. And that's the part that takes work. Yeah, like Oh, for sure. It's, I actually have started, I'm trying to get this popular. I'm trying to start a trend is we're not calling it work anymore. It's practice. Mm, just practice. Right. You're just practicing life. Yep. Yeah. Building skills. Because on the topic of gentleness is the more serious we make it, the more like attachment and outcome and expectation there is. Just, huh, cool. Yep. There's that thing again. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oopsies. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Do over. Yeah. I had a couple that I was coaching and we started using the do-over. Mm-hmm. I just say like anytime you say something, you just like, oopsie, do-over. And then you like spin around and you like, you start again. <laughs> yeah. And it just brings levity to the mood of like, oh, I just did the stupid human thing again. Like, mm-hmm. let me try that over. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. The work, the practice doesn't have to be hard and serious and strenuous and all of that. It gets to be playful and we can look at it with curiosity with a magnifying glass. And I think if you can laugh at your own mm. problems, it's <laughs> so healing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so true. And that's like, again, tuning into that child. It's like a child has a tantrum. And if you let them have a tantrum for like 90 seconds to two minutes and they just get it all out, they scream, they yell, they throw the toy, whatever. And then they get it out and they're like, oh, I'm ready to play again. It's <laughs> <They're just> like <laughs> laughing and like, and as an adult, yes. you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> That's inside of all of us. Yes. Sometimes we just need to have our inner experience mm. so that we can move on and play in life. Yeah. And it's beautiful if you have the experience growing up where your parents supported that. And then if it was, okay, that's enough or inside uh, voice. not time not for now. that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, I love that so much is an unlearning and deprogramming process. Just, it's so fun. So fun. If you choose, or it can be awful. It can be hell on earth. Yeah. If you choose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like at a very deep, we talked a little bit about purpose and especially kink purpose. And 
I think about it as almost three levels and it feels like the deepest level of purpose is just the purpose of this coming back to yourself and just being here and being fully authentically human how you are and continuing to practice living in your heart and how you desire and it's the deepest level of be a human do the human thing and also remember and recognize that you are infinite and you are this incredible being and work your way towards it but don't expect to be it tomorrow I mean, you are it right now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, it's that also a paradox already done. right now. It's already there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> damn paradoxes. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So I want to ask you a little bit about your own personal journey in this work, and and you are sitting here right now, and you've recently you said had a lot of shifts with your current experience. You feel very solid is the word I usually use for like embodied. You feel very solid in who you are. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. It's taken practice. And I recognize <laughs> that takes a lot of practice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that word from now on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's practice. And so I can tell you've put in a lot of practice. What led you to start practicing? I've been in this work as a business for a little bit less than two years. And I've been in this space practicing since I was 16. And so for me, when I look back on my life, I am grateful that I had my dark night of the soul at such a young age. And so that really started things for me was the small wake up call and then the nudge from the universe and then the elbow and then the shove from the universe and I still didn't get it. And then I'm going to push you a little bit some more and I still didn't get it. <laughs> Drop kick you off <laughs> the cliff. And it's like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think I got really good at creating what I didn't want. And I was living unconsciously. So everything I kept focusing on kept expanding and growing. And it was just all sorts of darkness and toxicity in the form of people love, well, not love, but what I thought was love. I didn't enjoy my normal sober state at a really young age. And so that resulted in a lot of things, a lot of experiences, a lot of wake up calls and then somebody around me who was in the drug dealing space committed suicide. And he was somebody that he was the life of the party. And you wouldn't know that he was in the drug dealing space. Like he was incredibly just charismatic. So not that everything I'm describing means that you are not or could not be in that space. Right, right. But you would not know yeah. by interacting with him. He was kind of to himself and just had so many different sides to him. And I learned a lot about entrepreneurship yeah. <laughs> through that space. <laughs> and, True story. Um, yeah. <laughs> Business so at its roots. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And he was 22 or 23 when he committed suicide in his place. And that was a huge wake up call for me. 
was, okay, we are partying all the time, every weekend. I have weekends that I don't recall, full on days, (laughs) not just the night, but like days. And this can't continue because somebody that I was close to is no longer here. And so that was one of the bigger kind of awakenings for me. And there were a lot. And I look back on that version of me and from time to time, I'll just go visualize her and give her a hug because I think as time passes and the more work I do, the more I reflect and I'm like, wow, that was a totally different level of consciousness and what I attracted into my life. And I was 15, 16, and sometimes it still blows my mind. And that really started waking me up to who am I surrounding myself with? Because I wasn't deep, deep into the work yet. I still was holding the victim mentality around all the other things outside of me are causing this. And I had this experience where I went to this party and I went with a quote unquote friend of mine and there were things being passed around and this person's like, hey, here, like take this. And she, gra- I see her grab one. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just, and then I wake up and I'm on the couch of this guy's place and there's people sleeping around me and my friend's gone and I have no recollection of the night. And I wake up and I'm just solid terror. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what happened. I am fully clothed and I'm just going to leave. And I remember leaving and I had called this person that was my friend and she answers and I'm like, what the fuck? You left me at this place. (laughs) And she's like, wow, I was trying to leave and you didn't want to. I've never really shared this story and you out of it. And I just remember hanging up and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, what is my life? What is my life? So those were some of the really major walking home in the morning and just not having any recollection. And that was a huge wake up call for me. So over time, the shorter answer is I just started looking at all these different aspects of my life and asking myself, what part did I play in this? And that question, what part did I play in this, didn't just come from my intuition because that was very clouded at the time. But I had been inspired by just different motivational speakers that I started seeing on YouTube at the same time that just started popping up in my feed. And that started expanding my awareness to things outside of my current reality of there's a field of potentiality that exists all around us. And your thoughts tune into things that we create in the physical plane. And at 16, I was like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) My thoughts? These thoughts? Uh Yeah. And that really just over the year, it really just cut everybody out of my life. I didn't really walk outside of my apartment because the people I associated with, they would want to know where I was and why I wasn't doing X, Y, Z and associated with these things. And my mom and I actually left for vacation in the summer, the summer that I had just literally cut everybody out of my life. And I was like, I need to focus on myself. And we came back. And after a month, 
and our back door had been broken into and there was blood all over the door and glass everywhere. And my mom just looks at me and she's like, is this the people that you've been? And I'm like, I don't know what to say. And so it just became this level of like, I am unsafe having cut these people out of my life and still being in the same area. And so that was a reality for a while. Wow. I couldn't walk where I used to walk. I couldn't go to the gym where I used to go to the gym. I couldn't go to the pool where I used to go to the pool because I knew that I would probably run into them. Yeah. And there would be a lot of questions and a lot of just so many things. Wow. And so that was like a huge starting point for me. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And like, I just want to acknowledge the courage of that 16-year-old girl Mm. for being able to do that because like that's a lot. (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) hell yeah it is that's a like changing your life like living in the place where these and like that's a lot yeah and the thought of like the the world of a 16 year old and like just choosing to say like these are not my friends anymore like that's very courageous and like looking back and thanking her for choosing it then and not waiting until it got even louder yeah yeah Yeah. 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 Pat on the back. Pat on the back to 16 year old Margot. Yeah. She's always been a fighter. Oh. Yeah. See that. (laughs) See that. Yeah. It's always like almost universally. I think I hear people that like I work with or just start doing this practice is like, wow, I wish I would have found this sooner. I wish I would have done this sooner. And. My answer is always, and you found it at the time you were ready. Exactly. You started at the time you were ready. And can you thank the part of you that chose then to start and not wait even longer rather than like being upset, frustrated? I wish I got the shooter. Yeah. It's like, no, like, thank you for doing it when you did because you actually could have gone 10 more years and not paid attention to this. Right. Yeah. It's never too late. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. One of my most favorite experiences my mom did my 90 day online program she's 70 years old and it was first of all it was um i had to have my my co-facilitator uh my partner facilitate her because like i it's all my stuff i got it from her (laughs) and so i'm like oh i see that (laughs) but it was like the it was the most beautiful thing because i saw someone that was 70 years ingrained in a way of being that really was like on the tail end of life, she had done all the things and raised the kids and they were moved on and they were parenting themselves now. And she was still choosing to like, look at these things. Wow. Yeah. And like that moment gave me like so much hope for humanity. Mm, That's beautiful. I just kept thinking, I was like, she doesn't have to be here. Like she's just, but like then I was like, no, she's choosing to because she wants the fullness of life right now whatever minutes are left like she wants like the fullness of life now wow how inspiring is that yeah yeah i don't think i've ever told her that in that way but she listens to the podcast hey mom (laughs) (laughs) shout out to moms shout out to moms yeah yeah it's funny i've noticed and let me know if this resonates with you the relationship to my parents, my sisters, those people that I grew up with, like my relationship to them has changed so much as I've changed. And 
I had so much compassion and understanding for them. I was just thinking about that. And I, I was like, maybe he's going to intuitively just go there. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> yeah. I think the coolest thing about doing this work as a career, as just a way of being, as a part of my purpose, and I think I can speak for you, yours, is like being able to embody what you teach. And I think one of the hardest ways of embodying it and practicing it is with the people that are closest to you. Because my perspective is like, because they've had the neurology in their brain for the version of you before the work, before really opening up and unlocking like all that there is and all that you are and what's possible for yourself and living a life that you've always wanted to live. And sometimes they can't see the new version of you. At least I'll just speak from my experience. Sometimes they can't see it and like they'll either grow with you or sometimes they just like they won't get it or sometimes you can get sucked back into the old. And I've noticed that especially when I first really started diving into this work that when I came out of like different trainings and programs I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, help inspire my parents to uh -huh. look at this part of their life and like, you don't have to struggle here and don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do that. I mean, do what you want. And me going, being so excited and going back into the home container and being like, you know, this can change and this can change and you can do this. It's like, slow down. And when I learned to step back, and be excited about this uncovering and this unraveling and becoming and just embodying it and not putting it on them that they needed to be any different than who they were, then it started to inspire the change to just happen naturally. And that was really powerful for me to see. It was like, it's not about nobody needs to be fixed. Nobody needs to change. You know, you're perfect and enough as you are. And I healed through the belief that, oh, you know, I deserve to have a mom or a dad that does this or acts this way or can support me emotionally or understand me at a deeper level. Why can't you be X? But I realized how unfair that was to want anyone, especially my parents, to be anything different than who they are. And that's it. And I was like, okay, hey, where am I doing this with myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where am I happier when I get here Take or there? Your medicine. Yep. In uh. in realizing that, it's been beautiful, like seeing my mom meditate on her own. Never would have happened before. Or maybe it would have on her own journey at some time, but in being so dedicated to my own practices, like I see her doing her own things now. And taking care of herself in a different way than she has before. And it's not even a conversation. She's like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And I'm like, amazing. I love that for you. And when you share the thing with your mom, which I love so much, and it reminds me of my dad. And a couple of months ago, I had hosted a weekend seminar on the art of designing your future. And he flew in from California and attended the whole weekend seminar. And was like front row, like taking notes, participating in all the exercises. And that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my entire life was to have the experience, the humbling experience of my dad 
learning from me in my purpose, in my medicine and in why I'm here and to kind of take the hat off of just the daughter hat and to see me in what I do. And and most importantly for him to take things from it. Yeah. Like choose and be able to apply it to his own life. And he just was like, okay, I'm there. It was mind blowing. Wow, (laughs) It was so crazy. That's so beautiful. And like my belief is like, and I I hold this so strongly and I think that it makes (laughs) my experience of life so much better is that everyone is doing the best with what they have, with what they learned. I really believe that like truly in my heart. And it's just, they're operating from a script that's different than mine. And like, that's cool. And like, can I accept those parts of themselves? Cause like, honestly, like, I don't even know, like, if what I'm doing is right, it's just right for me. I was just like, it's working. I love it. And I keep striving and I keep growing. And like, who am I to judge someone else? Like, I have no idea what their experience are that brought them to this moment right now. And like, I've really been feeling like deeply into that and intending to like look at every single person as just a soul. And no matter who they are, no matter what they do, no matter how much money they have, or if they live on the streets or in a mansion, just like look at them as a soul. And I've been really intending to do that recently because it feels true for me. It feels true that like, yeah, some of us had a very different hand dealt and I can't imagine what some people, the internal battle that they're fighting inside. And we all have an internal battle. It's not a comparison game. I do believe that. And, and also like, I couldn't imagine the battle that some people are fighting. Yeah. When you say that, is there like a specific person that comes to mind? Yeah. You know, it actually started with my dad first. Yeah. And I was really angry, frustrated with him, angry when I was going through these years of doing this work and reparenting and judged him so much. And like every time I see him and every time I talk to him, it just feels like layers stripping every time in me, in me. And I had a moment, This it came to me as you were talking actually, and I had a moment where I was seated at the table with him and uh, I don't know, before Thanksgiving and uh, I was sitting across from him and he was doing something and it appeared to be it's just like unconscious and I was like, and it just started to like tighten up within me. And I felt it and I just like breathed into it and I just looked at him and what he was doing. And I was just like, yeah, and I still love him. Like, I'm still very grateful for him and I accept him for who he is. And in that moment, like I felt it at the deepest level that I'd felt it for him before. And I just like smiled. And in that moment, he looked up and he looked at me in the eyes and we just started to have a conversation. It was like by being love and acceptance, like it was almost like I was inviting him into a connection and that wasn't even the intention. It was just like right now in this moment, I love you. And that one's honestly like for me, like I'm fully honest about my journey. Like that one's still unwinding for me. Like there's still parts of him that I'm judging. And I know those are the parts of myself that I'm still judging and the areas of my life where I still act or be a certain way that. I don't want to and I want to change and then I have to just ease and relax into that too. I feel like you spoke to 
a very mirrored experience that I have with my own dad. Like the words to the T of what you just said. (laughs) When I asked you, do you think of a certain person when you think of that? And I was thinking of my dad and then you shared about yours. So thank you. You're welcome. Welcome. Just follow the trail of curiosity. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Margo, this has been like phenomenal. I really enjoyed this conversation (laughs) so much, so much. So thank you for being open, for being vulnerable, for sharing like so much wisdom. Yeah. Thank you for creating such an awesome space and container to do so felt very easy to drop in and share and open up and it just yeah just flowed so thank you you're so welcome you're so welcome where can people find more from margo i am most active on instagram so my instagram is margo m-a-r-g-a-u-x and then mentoring shoot me a message i'm always just a dm away if you have any questions or want to have a conversation about something or curious about something Yeah, that's where I'm most active. So excited to connect with you there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Margaret. And do you have anything that you have upcoming that people can participate in, be a part of? Mm, um, So in the new year, I'm going to be launching a, I haven't announced this officially yet, but I'm going to be launching a, a King's group program. I'm still playing with the name of that but it's going to be like an ascension program and it's going to be shorter. uh, And that's pretty much all I'll share on that for now. But if you are listening and and you resonate with that, um, that is coming and not forgetting about my Queens, but that's just what's coming up next. So. Yeah. Thank you for following that intuition. We talked briefly at dinner the other night about how much different it is yet. So how powerful it is for a man to work with a man and a man to work with a a woman and vice versa in either role. And there's just like a different energy to the experience. And I think both are equally valuable and both have different gifts to share. And I'll be honest, like a lot of my deep work started with a woman facilitator and it was exactly what I needed to feel, to be able to open. Right. Being held and supported in a space where Like there's no desire for you to be different or change or be anything else and that you get to just drop the need to push harder or do more. And then just based on like whatever it is you really desire deeply, not achievement wise, not externally in your career, anything like that, but like at your core, what do you desire as a king and stepping into that more and then just being supported and, you know, cool, let's get you there. Yeah. Or come back home to that. Yeah. Come back home. Yeah, because it's, it's all there, just waiting to arise, waiting to blossom. Exactly. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Margo. Yeah, thank this you for a, this. has been a pleasure. And I've been asking one question. I told you my intention of the podcast was to be the most vulnerable podcast on the internet. And so I've just been asking what vulnerability means to you. To me, it feels, it means and it feels like feeling as comfortable as I am by myself in who I am with others. And it also at the same time feels like a 
breaking open feeling in like a very gentle way, like a more real version of me, a more raw version of myself gets to come through. If I'm communicating something that's vulnerable or being vulnerable or holding space for somebody that is. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. It almost, (laughs) I've had this experience a few times. It almost feels silly to ask the question after you just demonstrated it for an hour. (laughs) Just the way you show up here is that for me. All right. And thank you all listeners for tuning in with Margo and I for the last hour. We appreciate you so much. We hope you gained so much from this conversation. I know I did. And as always, if you love this episode, please share it, rate it, give us a review, you know, all the podcast things. They love it when you do that. And also, 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 please let me know shoot me a DM, slide into my DMs, what you thought about this episode. Since I've launched this, I have been pivoting and weaving my way through this journey to support you, the listeners. And so every piece of feedback that you give me is valuable. So on the guests, on myself, on the content, please share. I appreciate it so much. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Fully Express Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed this vulnerable conversation with our guest. And if you enjoy this show, please leave us a review, share it with a friend, and let me know if this has impacted your life in any way. You can message me directly on Instagram at Chris Marhefka. And also, if you want to support this show, the show is fully funded by my company, Training Camp for the Soul. Go over and check out trainingcampforthesoul.com where you can find out about our online programs, in-person retreats, and lots of free offerings where we're helping people to transform their lives radically and permanently. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you so much for making this dream a reality.